0: Well, we are in the book of Ruth, and the series is called Rescued, and we're learning how some of the principles in the book of Ruth apply to us today. How can we live faithfully for God in a culture and a society that seems to be drifting away from God, which is what was happening in the time that Ruth lived as as well. Judges 21 describes the time. We've talked about this every Sunday, but it was everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That was what things were like during the time of Ruth. And that's what things are like today. And yet, during the time of the book of Ruth, during the time of Judges, God had preserved a remnant of true believers who were faithful to him. And today, God also has a remnant of believers who are true to him and are following him. So in the very first chapter, we want to... Summarize what happened in case you missed it or in case you need to refresh your memory. The first chapter of the book of Ruth, we meet Naomi. She moved with her family to a neighboring country of Moab because there was a famine in the land of Judah. And when she was in Moab, her husband died, her two sons who had married Moabite wives died as well. And so tragedy struck the family of Naomi. And so she decided to move back to the land of Judah where the famine had ended. And one of her daughters-in-law, Ruth, accompanied her. And Ruth had come to know and believe in the Lord in Moab and as Naomi had taught her about God. And so in the second chapter of Ruth, Ruth went to work gleaning grain in the field to provide for the two widows who were living together, Naomi the older widow and Ruth the younger one. And as she was gleaning in the field, she met the owner of the field, and his name was Boaz. And Boaz was another faithful believer in the Lord. And so we see God at work behind the scenes, caring for Ruth, caring for Naomi, providing for them. And yet, they were still alone. They were still two widows, just barely scraping by in quite a difficult time. The last verse in Ruth Verse 23, so she, that is Ruth, kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. And so the food problem had been taken care of at least for a time, but yet these two widows were still living alone with no one to care for them, no one to protect them, no one to watch over them. And today we're going to talk about how courage is rewarded. Their life was tough, the life of these two widows, and we're going to learn, what do we do when life is tough? What do we do not, when we're not sure what God's will is? What direction we're supposed to go? What direction we're supposed to turn? How do we discern God's plan? How do we follow God's plan? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and if you don't have your white page out in the middle of your bulletin, I encourage you to take it out. It has the verses written out as well as study guide on the back. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now in the Bible there's different types of paths mentioned. I mean there's a straight path which is the path that leads to God's will. And there are crooked paths which lead away from God. That's the terminology that's often used in the book of of Proverbs and so This verse is saying when we trust in God with all of our hearts, when we don't think we know it all, when we acknowledge God in all of our ways, he's going to lead us in his will. He's going to lead us on a straight path that goes to the goal, the purpose that God has for our lives. And so to trust in the Lord, to not lean on our own understanding, it takes courage. Why? Because oftentimes God does not lay out His plan for our lives in great detail. He shows us the next step we need to take. But we don't see what's going to happen beyond that. And so it takes courage to take that next step that God is revealing to us. Because we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what's going to come next. And so courage and faith are very closely related. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please him, that is God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so as we have faith, as we have courage to seek God, to seek his will in our lives, then he will reward us. And so our courage will be rewarded. And so today we're going to look at the book of Ruth, chapter 3, to see what kinds of courage that God rewards. God will reward wise courage. And so our story begins with... Naomi giving Ruth a plan. It's a wise plan, but it's a dangerous plan. We're going to look at Ruth 3, verse 2. And Naomi is speaking to Ruth. And she says, Is not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? Yeah, is not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he is finished eating and drinking. And so the barley harvest was coming to an end and Boaz was working in the evening, working hard, working late to bring in the harvest. And Naomi was led by the Lord to come up with a wise, basically a matchmaking plan between Ruth and Boaz. Now Boaz was a was a godly man. We already have learned that. He was older, much older than Ruth. He was a bachelor. Ruth was a godly, younger widow. Naomi knew that Ruth needed a husband, and so she gave these instructions to Ruth. Now, undoubtedly up to this point, Ruth had lost her husband. He'd passed away. She was a widow, and she was probably dressed as a widow in mourning. And so a widow in mourning is not someone who um, would be eligible for marriage. And now Naomi, her mother-in-law, told her to prepare herself to no longer being viewed as mourning. She was to make herself presentable. And she was not to interrupt Boaz in the middle of his work, but she was to wait until the end of the day when the work was done. Now Boaz would spend the night at the threshing floor. Why did he do that? He did that because there was a lot of Wheat or barley there, there was a lot of the harvest was there and it had to be protected from thieves. And so someone would uh, spend the night there in order to protect the grain harvest. Naomi went on with the plan in verse 4, but when he, that is Boaz, lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. Now, this is all a bit strange for us today, but it appears that it was a custom of the time for requesting marriage. A bit unusual, but it was a custom. And we're going to see how that plays out as we go through the next verses. But Naomi was using her God-given wisdom to counsel Ruth. She knew the character of Ruth. She'd known her for 10 plus years. She she, She knew she was a believer in God. She knew she had a strong faith. She was getting to know the character of Boaz, that he was a godly man and how he did his business and how he interacted with Ruth. Naomi knew the customs of the day. She knew the biblical duties of a redeemer, which we're going to talk more about in a few minutes. And so she came up with this plan. Now, the plan was risky. The plan was dangerous. There were many things that could go wrong with the plan. Boaz was a wealthy, powerful, older landowner. What if... He had no interest in a poor Moabite widow, somebody from another country, somebody who was poor, somebody who was a widow. What if Boaz took or mistook Ruth's actions as, as morally inappropriate? What if somebody else saw what she was doing and began to spread rumors about the couple? Many, many things could go wrong. And so it always takes courage and faith to carry out God's plan for our lives. Oftentimes, God will use other people to show his plan to us. He doesn't always show us directly. Here it was Naomi giving the plan to Ruth. Ruth didn't come up with the plan on her own. And if you're facing some kind of difficulty in your life, which we all face difficulties from time to time, some bigger, some smaller, Whenever we face difficulties in life, God has a course of action for us to take. He has a plan for us to follow. It's not like flip a coin and decide what to do. No, there's a right way and a wrong way to proceed. But it's going to take courage to follow God's plan. And the wisdom that we need to discover and follow God's plan comes from a number of sources. First of all, we need to get wisdom from God's word, which we'll talk about that A little more on the next point. But we need the wisdom of other believers. In this case, Ruth was relying on the wisdom of her mother-in-law, Naomi, who was a believer in the Lord. And once we know the plan, we need to step out in faith, trusting God for each step along the way. The next kind of courage we need is biblical courage. In other words, wisdom comes from God's word. Wisdom comes from everything that God speaks to us, whether it's through the Holy Spirit, whether it's through other people, and everything that we hear needs to line up with the principles of God's word. So what did Ruth do? She'd heard the plan from Naomi. Well, it says in verse 6, she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. In essence, Ruth was under the authority of Naomi. Naomi told her it, and Ruth understood that God was speaking to her through her mother-in-law, and so she followed the plan exactly. She waited until Boaz lay down to sleep on the threshing floor, and then she uncovered his feet, and he didn't wake up, as we'll see, and she lay down at his feet. Now, in the middle of the night, Boaz woke, and she was startled to see a woman lying at his feet. And so he said to her, Who are you? Probably couldn't see her in the darkness. And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Now, some other translations say spread the the hem of your garment over me. And the words in the Hebrew language can mean either wings or garment here. And so Ruth humbly answers Boaz, she refers to herself as his servant, and then she addresses him as her redeemer and essentially asks him to marry her. And so the woman here is proposing to the man. Now in Ruth chapter 2, verse 12, Boaz had spoken that Ruth had taken refuge under the wings of the Lord. And now Ruth was requesting Boaz to be her protector and husband so that she would come under the covering as of his wings symbolically. Boaz was a redeemer for Naomi. He was a close male relative of her deceased husband, Elimelech. And Naomi was too old to have children, so she could not be the one he would marry, the one who would keep the family line going. And so therefore, Ruth was asking Boaz, as a redeemer, to marry her, to redeem the family, Naomi's family's land, and to continue the family line of Naomi, which Ruth had become A little bit complicated, but that is the whole idea of a Redeemer. The basis for this idea of a Redeemer is found in God's Word. We don't have time to look at it today. It's found in the books of Leviticus and the books of Deuteronomy. We'll talk more about that as the plan unfolds uh, next Sunday in chapter 4. But so, Naomi's plan and Ruth's courage were based on the teaching and the commands of God's Word. So in order to discern God's will, in order to follow His plan, we need to know God's Word. As we said before, oftentimes God gives us the next step in His plan for our lives. But we need to know the principles of God's Word in order to carry out that step properly, in order to carry out that that step with godly wisdom, with godly attitudes. Sometimes people get in trouble by following God's But not with the truth of God's word in their actions and attitudes. And as a believer, we need to know God's word. We need to know it from Genesis to Revelation. God wants you as a believer to master one book. In a lifetime, you go to college, you have all kinds of textbooks, right? You study for four years to get your degree. The Christian life. There's one main textbook, or there's really one textbook, it's the Bible. It's a big book, but you've got a lifetime to master it. And God wants us to be studying each and every day. Listening on Sunday morning, it's essential to learn to be taught, to learn some of the things. But you need to study God's Word on your own. Because 30 minutes once a week, I could never preach through the Bible in a lifetime. We're going to give you important points, and it's important to guide you. But as you study on your own, each and every day, read part of God's word, God is going to give you the wisdom to help follow his plan for your life. He'll give you the courage to follow his purposes. And so we've talked about wise courage, courage based on God's word. Next, we're going to talk about uh, courage that, that is pure courage that takes Purity to follow. As we follow God's plan with courage, there are going to be temptations. Temptations come from our enemy. They come from Satan. And what is he trying to do with temptation? He's trying to distract us from God's plan. He's trying to mess up God's plan for your life. He's trying to get you off track from following God's plan. And so purity is having the courage to say, No to temptation. I'm going to stay true to what God is calling me to do. I'm going to stay on that straight path He's leading me to follow in His plan for my life. Keeping ourselves pure both in thought and actions. And so Boaz then responds to Ruth. He says, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter you have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men whether poor or rich and so god's plans are always win-win for everyone who is following the lord everyone who is seeking to follow god and so boaz immediately recognized the lord's hand in what ruth was doing in ruth's proposal to him even though it was unique probably even in that day and boaz's words made it clear that He was an older man. He was much older than Ruth. She could have gone after younger men of her own age. She was a young widow. I mean, the marriage had only lasted 10 years. Oftentimes they get married pretty early in those days. She could well have been in her later 20s, not very old at all. Certainly able to have children, able to be married to a younger man. And yet God's plan was to bless both Ruth and Boaz in in marriage. We don't know why Boaz wasn't married. Did he never get married? Was he a widower? We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But he was not married at the time. Now, as we think about what happened on the threshing floor, apparently nobody else around. Boaz sleeping there. Ruth coming, lying next to him. Boaz could have taken advantage of them being alone in the night. Nobody would have known. Except, the two of them, but he didn't. He remained pure, as did Ruth. She didn't take advantage of the situation either, other than to to follow the plan that Naomi had given to her. And so Boaz continues in verse 11. He says, and now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman, that she was a woman of character, that she was a believer And so Boaz gave Ruth his word that he's going to follow through on her request. Despite Ruth being much younger than him, despite Ruth being a widow, despite Ruth being a Moabite, a citizen of a pagan country, he considered her a worthy woman. A woman worthy to be married. In fact, in Boaz's eyes, Ruth's Faith in God and her character were her most important qualities. In verse 12, he goes on to say, Boaz says, And now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. And so now we have another twist in the story. This other redeemer who was closer in relation than Boaz was to Naomi's deceased husband, Elimelech, could redeem Ruth if he so so chose. For you see, A redeemer is not obligated to redeem. They can or they can decline not to. And so Boaz indicated that he would have to talk to this other redeemer. And if the other redeemer did not redeem Ruth, then Boaz would follow her request and redeem her. And so here we see courage, the courage and integrity of Boaz in his words and decisions. And so as we follow God's plan for our lives, God desires for us to do so with integrity and, pur- and purity as well. Satan is always going to attack with temptations to distract us from God's plan. And for those here today who are single, as Ruth and Boaz were at the time of this story, God desires for you to stay pure until marriage, pure in action and pure in thought. Sometimes in following God's plan, we're going to be tempted to not act with integrity. Boaz could have chosen not to tell Ruth about the other Redeemer. But he chose to tell her the truth. He chose to tell her the whole truth, not holding anything back. He had faith that if this marriage was meant to be, that God would work things out. And so we must always tell the truth and speak with integrity as we follow God's plan. The next type of courage we see in this story is loving courage. The next morning, they both woke up. Boaz showed his love and kindness to Ruth in verse 15. He he said, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it out and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And so throughout this story, we see this remnant of believers we've been talking about Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz, they're showing love and kindness to one another. And here we see Boaz showing additional care and kindness to Ruth. And to Naomi, who he knew she was bringing back the food to as well. And so he's going over and beyond anything that Ruth had gleaned during the day. He gave her an extra special blessing, being generous With this unexpected gift. And so God's plan that he has for your life and my life. It always involves other people. And God desires for us to show his love to everyone. Who is part of the plan that he has for us. Now in the book of Ruth. Amazingly there really are no villains. I mean there is this other redeemer. But as we'll talk about that next Sunday. But there are no villains. There are no Really bad guys. All of the three main characters, Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz, they're lovers of God. They have exemplary characters. I mean, Naomi perhaps got a bit down after three members of her family died, but that's somewhat understandable. She got pretty discouraged. But now she she is being encouraged, and she's hearing from God. I'm sure these three were not perfect. Uh, But they certainly are examples for us in life. Now as we go through life. We're not perfect. Other people that God brings into our lives. As part of his plan for our lives. Are not perfect. They have flaws. They have sins. And we must. Make a commitment to show God's love to everyone. Whether. They are showing exemplary character or not. No matter who the person is. Jesus commands us to forgive everyone. As God brings people into our lives, people are going to sin against us. People are going to hurt us. And our obligation as believers is to forgive and to continue to show God's love. To pray for those that are in our lives, that we interact with, to bless even our enemies. And pray that God would bless them as well. And so as we follow God's plan for our lives, We must seek to show his love to everyone we meet. We must seek to show kindness uh, to those that we meet to show God's unconditional love. Finally, we're going to see patient courage. And so Ruth now returns to her home with Naomi. She tells Naomi everything that happened between her and Boaz. And she showed Naomi the barley that Boaz has given to her as an unexpected gift. And Naomi responded in verse 18 Naomi said wait my daughter wait my daughter until you learn how the matter turns out for the man will not rest but will settle the matter today And so God's plan is moving forward Naomi and Ruth have done their part they have acted courageously it was an audacious plan and Ruth followed it despite the risks and things were working out Boaz understood How God was behind what Ruth was doing. And yet, everything could fall through that day. The other Redeemer could redeem and marry Ruth. And we have no indication whether this other Redeemer was a godly person or he could have been a terrible person. He just happened to be a relative. And so, Naomi's instructions to Ruth are to wait, to be patient. The next step in God's plan are really out of their control. It's up to Boaz and God to work in this situation. They can pray, but they must be patient and wait. And so Naomi is confident that Boaz is going to be true to his word. She's confident that he, as a godly man, is going to, to do something about the matter that very day. And so when following God's plan for our lives, there is a time for action, and there is a time for waiting, there is a time for patience. There is a time when we must simply pray. In following God's plan for our lives, there will be times when we want things to move more quickly. And that's often the case, isn't it? We want things to move quickly, but God simply wants us to wait on Him. And in God's plan for our lives, there, there are parts for us to play. There are things that we must do. There are actions we must take. And there are parts in that plan that God has to take care of. That God has to work in other people's lives to bring about the complete plan. It's not one or the other. God works together with people to carry out his plans. And so to wait patiently for God is to move in faith. To do what we must do. To take the actions that we must take. In faith. Believing that God is going to move as well. And he's going to bring that plan to completion. To fulfillment. And so there's times to quietly wait. To quietly rest. To not be agitated. Because we've done our part. And we must wait for God to do his part. And other people to do their parts. To bring all the parts of the plan together. Sometimes we get all stressed out. Uh, things aren't happening as quickly as we would like. Or perhaps we don't think God is moving. But if it's God's plan. He is moving. Behind the scenes. And it will be fulfilled in his time. And so courage in following God's plan. Must be patient. And so in Ruth chapter C 3. We see great progress. In God's plan for Ruth. And Naomi. And also now for Boaz. Naomi had come up with a plan with God's help and Ruth had the courage to execute that plan again with God's help. And Boaz had been sensitive to God. He sensed what Ruth was doing was of God. It was part of God's plan for his life as well. And so each of these three main characters has shown great courage in following this plan of God despite the risks, despite the things that could have gone wrong. Now we're not going to see this courage completely rewarded until we get to the last chapter in Ruth, which is next Sunday. So we encourage you to come back for that. And so each of us is in the middle of God's plan for our lives. And as we follow that plan, God is going to reward us along the way. And ultimately, the ultimate reward we'll we'll have in heaven when he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the reward of your master. And so as we seek to follow God, he's going to reward us in, in this life and in the next. And I pray that this story in the book of Ruth, as, as we think about it, as we meditate on it, as you read it over again this week, I'd encourage you to do that again. It's going to motivate you and motivate me to keep trusting in God's plan for our lives. Because the same God that put everything together for Ruth, Naomi and Boaz is putting everything together for us as well. Now, the first step in God's plan for for our lives, for any person's life, is to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so to do that, you need to admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong. Secondly, you need to believe that Jesus died on the cross, that your sins might be forgiven. Ask Him to do that and finally commit your life to following Him as your Lord and your Savior. And if you've never made that decision in your own life or you'd like to recommit your life to Him, I'd like to ask all of us to bow our heads and we're going to pray. And we encourage you to pray along with me. to Either commit or recommit your life to Him if you'd like to do so. Pray something like this. Father, today... I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things in my life. Things that have separated me from you. And today I ask for you to forgive those things. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. That my sins might be forgiven. He paid the the penalty for my sins. And he rose from the dead on the third day. I commit myself to following Him as my Lord and Savior, to following His plan for my life from this day forward. For those of you who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank You for this beautiful story in the book of Ruth. We thank You for showing us how You're at work behind the scenes in the lives of these believers who love You and who want to uh, follow Your plan for their lives. We ask that You give us The same kind of faith, the same kind of courage that they implemented in their lives. Give that to us, too, as we seek to follow your plan for us today. Forgive us, God, for times that we've been impatient. Forgive us for times that we tried to take matters into our own hands and to to make things happen. When that is not what you were calling us to do. And so today we commit ourselves to trusting you, to doing the things that you call us to do, and waiting patiently for the things that you're going to do. God, help us to hear from you and courageously follow your direction, courageously follow your instructions. Protect us, God, from straying from the path that you've laid out for us, this this straight path that you have for us, God. Forgive us when we get sidetracked into crooked paths. Help us to stay on that straight path. That's in the center of your will. And God, as we follow that straight path, God, we pray that you would help us to treat everyone you bring into our lives with kindness and love. Even those that may be seeking to tempt us off the path, may we treat them as well with kindness and love. That one day they would be able to come onto the path with us as well. Thank you that you've promised to never leave us or forsake us. You're there with us every step along life's way. Thank you that you help us to be strong and courageous in following you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.